Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. And I'm Michael. <laughs> you sure are, buddy. Michael is the person that the the Bourbon and Slurping character is based on. Michael, yeah, he's the real life incarnation. Yes, oh, wow, I didn't know. Can we can we get a can we get a shot of your uh, can we get a clip of you saying, "Hey, y'all, Bourbon and Slurping." Hey, y'all, Bourbon and Slurping. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so good. It is like oh, you yeah. invented it, and we slum it hard so you don't have to. Sorry, Aaron. Oh, you want me to say that? No, I'm just saying, I'm just apologizing to Aaron that I ruined this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, like I was saying... Uh, <laughs> ruined my podcast. <laughs> so Thank the keto diet, that. what if... Um, hey, Cole, who, who is known for the keto diet? Like, what, is there a celebrity? Yeah, everyone. Keto Kalen. <laughs> so Keto Kalen and the ketones would be a yeah that's his ska band <laughs> yeah his a perfect ska ska band yeah that is no it would be i don't know who the isn't it i thought it was kitana reeves <laughs> and the ketones and the ketones. oh dang that is a good that is a good band name you're welcome internet Captain i don't know what they're talking shack shooters all their all their songs could be about like you know ketones. like how they hate carbs. Yeah. There could be I one about carbs. there could be one about kale or something. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah, wheatgrass. Exactly. Brown rice. And yeah. sweet potatoes. So before bye, we get too deep into bye, this episode, Mara, brown rice. we have no, a street crew member here with us. <laughs> he goes by the name of Michael G. Newman. Right? Uh yeah, so. well, not Michael A. Newman would be more accurate. Michael A. G. Newman. <laughs> Michael, we're not concerned with accuracy. There's a G oh, somewhere. Okay. I'm positive. I, I've listened long enough. I should have known that. <laughs> yeah. With no accuracy. We um. Some people just call me just call me Newman. You know. We're more of a we're Michael. more of a shotgun. We're more of a sawed off shotgun than a than a sniper rifle. If you catch my spray and pray. I know viewers are used to hearing three of us, but today we have a new man with us. That's correct. Right. <laughs> That's good. So clever. Don't, don't encourage me. <laughs> We're gonna so, cut that out, right? Which part? The, the whole that you just the made? whole joke. The don't encourage me. No, no yeah, the whole joke. That will definitely not be in time the final stamp. version of the podcast. Yep. Go ahead and timestamp that. Um, so, Michael, I wanted to ask you. Well, first of all, Phil wants to know what's how your, did you first hear of all, about what's us? Your, what's your Phil deal? wants to know how did you hear about the podcast? Yeah. Uh, the Tone Mob. Blake over at the Tone Mob. Uh, okay. he Cole was over on his show and on his podcast, and that's where I heard and then I listened to you guys I like listened to one podcast and I and I, I literally thought, This is awful. <laughs> and then I kept coming back. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, okay, now there's a lot of inside jokes that I'm starting to get. Aaron, and, Aaron uh, timestamp time stamp that, too. To cut it out. <laughs> I'm probably just going to cut this whole conversation. So, 
that's that's fine. That's funny. So you heard about us through Cole being on that podcast because that's a, it's a sore spot for me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because they picked Cole no, and not you. <laughs> so wait, so so which was I want to know which was the first episode that you thought was so awful? Oh, I don't remember <laughs> all of them. I don't. <laughs> I'm just joking. See, here's here's uh, the thing. I wonder did if you, you start listen- at the beginning or was it just like whatever the most no, 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 like current one? No, I jumped in. Uh, <clears throat> whatever was current at the time, I listened. Yeah, to. Yeah, I was gonna say we could figure it out if we just go back and see when Cole was on the Tone Mob. Yeah, can, it, it was. Yeah. It it was a week or two after after that. Then I did go back and I actually I've listened to all of the podcasts. Wow, starting from the beginning. Yeah, bless you, sir. Insane. Bless you, sir. So there were some rough ones in there. <laughs> so Michael, I have a question for you. Okay. What do you have anything positive to say about this uh material that we're putting out into the world out of our no, blood, sweat, it, and tears? <laughs> no, it's great. It's fun. It's um I, I kind of feel like I know all of you guys and like you all you're all kind of around the same age as me. A little younger well, or older. Phil. Phil's except for old. Phil. Okay. Feels like well, the cool. He's like the cool uncle. Yeah, yeah. I see. He's I'm, pretty I'm cool. Uncle Jesse for an uncle. I'm Uncle There's Jesse, all- and Cole and Aaron are uh, are Mary Kate and Ashley. I'm down with that. I accept. I accept. Well, there's just a lot of camaraderie and inside jokes, and uh, I see myself part, more as a Deej, but Donna Joe. Either way. Yeah. yeah. So you're DJ, and then Cole is Stephanie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Lots of inside jokes. So I was excited. Lots of inside jokes. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, there's a lot of camaraderie, and, and it's a fun group to be a part of. Uh, once you kind of know the culture of what's going on and, and some of the jokes and stuff, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it being a little a little daunting at first because sometimes the jokes, like even just yesterday, it seems like. Maybe Aaron even made a joke to you that was yeah. referencing, and it came across as like confrontational. But it's like, oh no, that's just because it's this dumb inside joke that we make. Yeah, you know? and you know, and I, I should have picked up on that because I've listened. No, to that but whole it's podcast, but, but it's I, th- I think that joke wasn't even. I think that was just from like one of the groups or something. So what happened? I, re- I vaguely remember this. Someone posted. I posted something about, or I don't know. There was a post, right? And I mentioned that two things were similar, and I got attacked. For yeah. sure, they were the same. I, I, I was like, I never said they were the same. I said they're similar. Like they they're have similar, similarities. not the same. They're not the same. Okay. And the it was something about it, go. it was something about two pedals that were. Yeah, it was two different pedals or something. But okay, anyway. so oh, That's it was that. about it was about the uh, it was like someone's take on a tube screamer and an actual tube screamer or something like that. Like that started the whole <laughs> probably. <Anyways>. <laughs> <laughs> So, Michael, what's your deal? What are you all about? Let yeah, me ask I you a more spe- more pointed and specific question. Um, yeah, how about this? Like Michael, no, 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 Who's your favorite TV no, mom? No, oh. no. <laughs> what do you think about your Kemper? My question is, who's your favorite TV mom? <laughs> who's your favorite TV mom, and what guitar would she play? <laughs> No, really, I want you to. I want you to talk about your Kemper because we were talking about this right before you came on. Um, Who is your favorite TV mom? And we have would very she play little... a Kemper? Phil Kemper, damn near killed her. <laughs> All right, uh, nailed it. Perfect joke. 
<laughs> Batting a thousand. Okay, so Michael, Aaron, Aaron might uh, murder all of us if you don't talk about your camper soon. Okay, so no, the I camper. Really, I don't know what you guys talk about. I um. Now he's pouting. I am. Well, no, there's some road noise. Um, the reason I even got the camper is because I don't want to be a person with 20 amps in my house, and um, the, I feel like some you're of the attack- amps. That- I feel like you're attacking me right now, Michael. I feel like that was do a pointed have, attack at me. Do you have no, 20 have, amps in your house? No, I have, I have four amps. Yeah. Well, and Continue. there's some amps that I, I could never afford to own, such as the Dumble, uh, things like that. So I was just looking at it, and I was like, you know, I would love a matchless chieftain, you know. Uh, I'm just joking. But um, – <laughs> and a Morgan and uh, a Marshall full stack and a Dumble and a Tweed Deluxe and I just can't I can't afford to own all of those so when I started looking at it I was like you know the Kemper actually looks like it, it would be a pretty good deal and as long as you can get over the whole it's a digital thing it's great <laughs> you just have to get over the fact that, that makes- it's, it's completely not real and it's a well it's real it's, it's physical i can touch it i mean it, it, it's not it's not mythical it, it's just a, a different way the, of, so, the sound doesn't exist exactly right. it's all in my head no 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 it doesn't exist at all even in okay this. all right all right michael but, I mean, what we're saying is this is an intervention and okay. that's, that's why they say that's we're, why they say the kemper is the dream rig yeah because it only exists uh, in your dreams. Yeah. Well, there was another reason I got it as well. I um, I was looking at actually getting like a two uh, torpedo, and just hooking that up to one of my uh, other amps. And that's uh, like because, a that's like a load, like a DI, right? Exactly. Yeah, so basically, I wouldn't have to crank crank the amp uh, and be super loud to get the the sound that I wanted. I and and the reason I wanted that is I accidentally woke my, my mother in law up. Uh, during her nap time one time, and <laughs> and I got in trouble. So I was trying to record some stuff, and, and I got in trouble. So I, I was like, okay, I need to figure That's out amazing. how to record, record a little, a little more quiet. And uh, I Whoa. started looking at, at the two notes, and then um, uh, I go to my local music store a lot. I love, love that store. And a guy there actually got a Kemper, and he let me try it out. And I was like, oh, this is nice. So that's why I ended up getting it. All right. And have you liked it? I mean, have you had any kind of buyer's remorse or anything with it? No, I actually really love it. Like I said, the the you do you interact with it differently than you would with the tube amp. I mean, there's just way more buttons on it. Uh, it, it it's just you look at it differently, and but when you're just listening to it, it sounds fantastic. So to me, you know, I know uh, Mr. Christopher Benson over at Benson Amps wasn't too impressed with it, but. Um, uh, which is, you know, but I think, he has he has an ear for that thing. I am not that technical when it comes to my ear, so it, basically, don't listen to anything I say. It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to separate. It's hard, like because Andertons did a couple videos about it, and and they like were wrong. They were trying to guess which one was the Kemper and which one was the actual amps, and they got it wrong. Um, but I mean, they 
sell Kempers, so but they also sell other amps. <laughs> so, I mean, they have they have a vested interest. But also, Chris they Benson, were doing Chris it. Chris Benson like... also has a vested interest in one end of that argument, you know. So it's hard to like. There's I'm not also saying a difference, that he's like when they did it, they had like the cabs interesting to it through monitors. So like that's kind of the big thing with the modeling is everyone says like it doesn't feel like a tube amp because it doesn't you don't have the speaker or whatever. No, but. they had they had cabs in the room. They were going through oh, they had cabs in the room. Yeah, cabs right. in the room, yeah. But yes, they had But that's the, the big Kemper. complaint that people have is that you don't feel it. So if you have a cab then what difference does it make? Like well, that's not that, like that is, like a helix or something. Well, I will say this, uh for me to f- like for me like I have a Supro uh Saturn Reverb I have to, you know, I love to crank that thing up and, and feel it. You know, I, I love the, 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 you know, the, the, the loudness that hits your chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my Kemper, honestly, a lot of times I just play through my headphones. Mm-hmm. And that is different. But if I right. was to run it to a cab and crank it up as loud as I'm cranking up my Supro amp, it feels the same to me. Yeah. I think like the a big a big barrier for me and part of it's just because I haven't used one or a helix um, is like I can just turn on like my main amp is a deluxe reverb and I can just turn that on and leave everything at midnight and it just sounds good and that's all I have to do is turn it on and then it works mm-hmm. um, and it's daunting having to, you know, turn a hundred knobs or whatever. And granted, once you dial in a sound you like, you probably just leave it there. But um, that's part of what scares me away, I guess. Yeah, well, dude, I want to. I want to hear about your Supro. Uh, it's it's a great amp. Um, I I mean, it's a little on the dark side, so it mm. works well with like a Tele or something that's a little brighter. Yeah. Uh, and I have a Jazzmaster. That's my main guitar is the Jazzmaster, and it works well through that. But uh, it's, a, it's a little on the dark side, so you have to just adjust your pedals and such to, to right. be a little brighter. But it's a great amp as well. And Phil, I will say... You, you, know, you know I hate to bring up this stuff, but we have to use the Hangouts audio right now, and so if you could get to some place that isn't a wind tunnel, that would be beneficial. Thank you. <laughs> Get is it, it keep going side. michael oh but the supro i mean it's a great amp as well and I, I love it and i love to crank it and um it, it's uh i mean it, it sounds fantastic I, i'll also say the the i had an issue with it there was like a buzzing or something going on when i when about a month after i bought it and contacted uh pigtronics which owns supro or this is the same guy who owns the same company and they were fantastic and gave me uh, great customer service and they sent me free i mean they had me take the amp apart, basically, um, to get to some of the components. Yeah, like I took the speaker out and all that. And uh, But anyway, I found out it was the tubes that control the reverb. And they ended up sending me, at no cost, all the new tubes for the reverb and the tremolo. And, um, but anyway, that I got fantastic customer service from them. So You could have died? I'm not... And they would have been responsible. No, 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 no. I didn't get into the actual components of like where the the capacitors, capacitors and all that. Yeah, none of that. I just basically took the speaker out. Cool. 
I've always wanted to play one. <laughs> Phil, is there any way you can go to a location that is not so windy? <laughs> well, I am working on it. It's all we can hear. Is there like a Carl's Jr. nearby? Or <laughs> Actually, there is. I can see the Carl's Jr. from here. Could you just like put your hand around your mic a little bit, maybe? <clears throat> so what else What else do you have in your rig, Michael? I guess if you have a Kemper, uh, you still, I've seen pictures of your board and you still have a few other pedals, right? You like, you have yeah, the Kemper that, foot controller? I do. Yeah. And it's great. Um, it allows me to, it's so simple how to set this up, but you know, you can set up uh, buttons to turn on and off the reverb, the, the delay, uh, any kind of boost or chorus or phaser, or uh, they also have distortion effects within the Kemper as well. Uh, and that's one of the reasons uh, the picture I posted was the the big muff versus I wanted to test it out against what the muff sounded like inside the Kemper versus, you know, like a, a pedal. And they were really close. Uh, like I said, they're different. But, you know, as somebody pointed out, just about all big muffs are just about different. You know, yeah. <laughs> they all sound a yeah, little even different, like the same but, model. Um, exactly. Yeah. But um, and then. And that was my other hang up about the Kemper at first was, will it take pedals well? And that was probably my biggest hang up because I do love pedals still. And it, it does. As long as the amp that you're using, the profile that you're using takes pedals well, it will take pedals well. Mm. Wow. wow. So I'm not surprised by that, to be honest, because even like, in my experience, even like a lot of plugins in like, logic or whatever sound good with pedals and they like they respond as well to pedals as you better than you would expect i think but like what i mean i guess what i'm trying to say is like they respond the same way that it responds without pedals like it's not like an amp but it still sounds like it's like a recorded amp and i think adding yeah. in the pedals it still sounds good but you still you're still playing through a digital and, amp but and part of what helps that is like you know previous like older digital modelers had a lower bit rate. So like, you know, you might've seen like a 16 bit uh, analog to digital converter and that it does not like inherently doesn't have as much headroom um, as a 24 or 32 bit. And so that's part of what makes, because uh, a lot of times in the past, either, either it would clip the A to D converter, which, which generally sounds awful, or it would just compress it really hard, which makes it, uh, which is part of what you're hearing when people say that it doesn't it doesn't take pedals well. It's because it's compressing, and so it doesn't have as much headroom. You know, like you you step on a you step on your distortion pedal and it gets distorted, but it doesn't necessarily get as loud as it would through a mm. through a tube amp or or any other amp. You know, yeah. And so that's that's where I think the newer digital stuff like that's the, the people people lump this stuff into digital, like it it's a digital thing, and so I don't like it. But it's like digital means like that means such a wide range of things you know yeah well and so and I I, the stuff's just I'm, come a long way it's it's better than it used to be you know oh but and, people and still I, equate it to like the old line six that they played 15 years ago you know that's exactly oh, what I, I was thinking yes <laughs> well it's, it's funny because i my first electric guitar rig setup was i bought an epiphone les paul and a crate vintage club full stack from this dude uh, when I was in high, I was like a senior in high school, I think. Uh, 
Whoa. And I, so I had, it's a, now these cabs are smaller than like your normal, like cabs, but I have a two by 12 and a, a four by 10 and I had the head and man played that. And I took that to college with me and I was driving a little like hatchback Toyota Tercel. And then <laughs> after college, I was moving to Florida and I was like, I cannot fit all of my stuff in here. And I actually traded all of that well i kept the guitar but i traded the amp in for a line six pod 2.0 which i still have <laughs> and i used that for years and um it was probably two years ago or three years ago i actually went and bought my first amp that was not a digital you know amp like that man that's wild so I, I'm not totally against digital stuff, uh, but I, I understand why people are. It's it's just a different way of, of, of playing and going about business, I guess. The thing that I find funny is when people like play in in a situation where everything they're doing is like in your, everything is like quiet stage in your monitors, and then they're like, I can't do digital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. That's when they oh, run. Right. You don't have. Foot. Yeah, exactly. They run a hundred foot line to some back room somewhere mm -hmm. where their amp is sitting in a closet. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I just, guess, one way to go. But I just need tubes. Well, <laughs> you think you do? Because they feel so different. I know. But then it's like in a closet. A hundred. <laughs> but there's yeah. yeah, they're still running it then through a digital interface, you know. Right. Like, absolutely. <clears throat> and then just through a PA. It sounds different when the signal is digitized at a different point, I think, is what, is what they're concerned Hopefully about. that's what they mean. Yeah. I think it's I'll just people People don't want to admit, like, it's okay to just admit, like, yeah, I like an amp because it has these cool tubes that glow red, and, it, you know, I switch it on, and it makes a pop sound, and, it, you know, it's heavy, and, you know. That I cool. don't get to look at when I play at church because it's yeah, like exactly. closet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's all right. Feels real, you know. If that's what they want to do, that's, that is that's all right. Cool. Different strokes. I mean, this I podcast no is full, di fully, fully analog. Fully analog. <laughs> I know that, but we don't use any digital processing. We scream. Uh, we scream into glass jars and just screw a lid on tight <laughs> and mail it to each other. And then it's recorded onto real to real tape. <laughs> Was that literally a rooster? Based on our. Oh yeah, did you? Based on I our audio on a, quality, I live on a farm, so man, that's awesome. We we just knocked bird sounds up to a new level. Instead of going to a Carl's Jr., I thought about walking out to like my cows or <laughs> roosters or something and let y'all get some sound bites of that. That would that be would amazing. Be, that would be amazing. You need to do that. So what? So what? Well, guitars? I I just uh, I missed the last minute or two. Um, what guitars do you play? Well, the Troy Van Leeuwen Jazzmaster is my is my probably I would say my number one. I just play it more than the others, and uh, and and honestly, I didn't know who Troy Van Leeuwen was <laughs> before I picked up this guitar. I just picked it up and it felt so great. I was like, I gotta get this thing. Uh, but that's my main guitar, and I have a um, PRS CE twenty four. You know, it's got no soul. Uh huh. But uh, I have that, 
Um, I mean, I have a lot of guitars. Those are probably my main two I take with me. I also have a, an American Strat. <laughs> are you on a, a runway somewhere? Or like jets <laughs> taking off? <laughs> nope, that was just a, uh, that was a Bronco 2. Go back. There you go. Um, those are my two main guitars, I would say. And then I have the Strat, which I love. Um, I don't play it as much, but I just I just like having it. And then I have a I have a couple Eastman guitars. One's a three thirty five style guitar, and then the other one's more of a Gretschy kind of hollow body. Um, and those are those are pretty nice guitars. Have you tried all of them through your Kemper? Like, do they all feel like? Yeah. Oh yeah. They handle the way you would expect them to. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And sound the way um, that you would expect them to. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, the Kemper really does handle everything pretty well. The only thing I haven't put through it is my acoustic guitar. Does it have acoustic, um, there, um, like acoustic there, amp settings in there? Yes, I think there's acoustic profiles that you can use. There's also bass okay. profiles you can use, and I, I put my bass guitar through it as well. Nice. Have you ever tried, like, have you made your own profiles, or just do you just download them? No, well, I've I've bought a few, uh, but there are a bunch of like free ones on the rig exchange. But you never like so, tried profiling the amps that you have, like your. I have Supro. actually. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I profiled the Supro with my Snouse black box in front of it, and uh -huh. also my Soothsayer in front of it. Oh, cool! Uh, and how did that turn out? They turned out pretty good. Um, now I'm there's a kind of an art and a science to profiling mm -hmm. and I'm there. The, the Kemper is pretty deep and, and still understanding like the, the speaker combinations that you can get into it and all that, that that's still a little bit beyond me because I can go in and actually take any of the amps that are in there and pair it with a different speaker from a different amp and it changes the sound, but uh -huh. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell it to capture you know, my speaker system or like mm. the speaker on the Supro versus just, just the, the amp itself. Okay. If that makes sense. I think so. Yeah. So to do it, you have to like put a mic in front of it or, or how does that work? Yeah. It's actually a pretty simple process. You take a microphone and you put it in front of the amp where you would typically mic it for recording. And then uh, that plugs into the back of the Supro and then you take a line out, just an XLR out of the, not an XLR, I'm sorry, a quarter inch, just, you know, a regular guitar cable uh -huh. out of the Supro into the amp. And so it creates that. So you just that, put it like in the loop. Yeah, you just put it in a loop and then you turn okay. it. There's a, pro, there's a profiler mode on the, on the Kemper you uh -huh. just, and it walks you through the process. And it, it's very simple. It's like two or three things and, it, and it, it's very, very simple. Oh, interesting. Even so I could if, do it. <laughs> what if you don't have, what if your amp doesn't have like an effects loop? No, you just put it in the front end. Yeah, you just put it in the front end. It's not an effects loop. Just sending, you don't, you know. The camper just sends a signal out through the amp and then it receives it back. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah. Once the process starts. Um, I think I missed part of what you were saying. I thought you were saying that you have to like play through the amp, but you, this camper just sends its own signal yeah, through the and camper, does it. Yeah, the camper, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it sounds like like AOL dial-up is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Some devil. Devil magic. 
it's measuring the impulse. Or it's something. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure exactly how it works, but it, it seems to work pretty well. And there are some tweak. you know, once you profile it, you can tweak it. There's a bunch of parameters to tweak, like amp sag, clarity, hmm. um, a bunch of other options that I'm not. I, I've twisted some dials and ne didn't necessarily hear much of a difference myself. <laughs> Yeah, I bet it's. Uh, I've heard. I've heard that it, it's better to. I mean, I don't know this firsthand, but I've heard that it's better to, to make the tweaks, and then profile. Like try to do that stuff on the amp. That sometimes, like the further you get from the original profile, the less good it sounds. Have you had that experience? Yeah, like the like for instance, the bass, middle, and treble, and presence knobs. There's yeah. you have those options, for every amp, but it's not the same as, as tweaking the bass frequency on your amp versus the Kemper. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Like that, that sense. I think the bass middle treble and presence on the Kemper itself is basically pinpointing a specific, uh, frequency, no matter what the amp is, that's profiled yeah. versus, you know, the, the bass knob a, on a, Fender Princeton is different than a bass knob on a Supro. They might be, a, you know, the frequency that they're pinpointing may be just a little different. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, that was really good and informational. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> very, very happy with the Kemper, you know, and I, I try to troll everybody just by Kemper, <laughs> Kemper for life, you know. Yeah, but uh, I'm just joking. I. <laughs> It. I think after our last episode, people will be happy to have all this gear talk right up front. <laughs> was the episode last episode just complete nonsense? Well, you've heard it. Yep, it was last no. week. But he hasn't. I know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's oh, okay. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. it was pretty. It was pretty chaotic. It was good though. We made some announcements. All right. Which you've already heard because yeah. it was last week's episode. Yes, I'm so excited about those announcements. Yep. Yeah. I just can't you. wait. That's good. You don't have to wait. <laughs> oh, I don't have to wait. No, right. it's already. I mean, it was a week ago, so you already wow. waited. Then I should know all, all things by now. Is over. You do. It's weird, right? Time travel. Yeah. Well, you know, the waiting is the hardest part. Yeah. Tom. Yeah, Tom Petty. True. Tom Petty. R.I.P. R.I.P. Petty. The waiting. I, Petty. I will say that's what someone probably... said once, and that's where that song came from. Someone told him that directly. <laughs> Anyway, awesome. dude, thanks for hanging out. It was really thanks fun to have you on. Absolutely. We'll see you in the group. Facebook.com slash group slash the gear slum slash Michael G. Newman. <laughs> well, y'all keep That's on right. slurping and burping, all right? All right, dude. <laughs> thanks for friendship. <laughs> all right. See you. Thanks for friendship. So, guys. It's, it's in the past. As So, guys. guys. So, guys. As always, so guys, this episode is brought to you by the Slumhard Street Crew and the Slumhard Dumpster Divers and the many, many members of the Upper Crust. Um, also brought to you by Sinusoid, the finest rope mongers in all the land. Um, go see them for all of your cabling needs. And also the Gabriel Tenero String Company, the best strings that money can buy with money. I have them on my telly and my jazz master, and I love them very much. So please buy some. Support our friends. 
I'm on my on my Oceana. Oh, you do. They're really nice. Nice. Very nice. And they don't. They don't change. Very nice. They don't change much. Over. Yeah, yeah. They tend to kill. I tend to kill strings pretty quickly. They come in like kind of broken in, but lively still, and then they stay lively for a long time. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed. I actually took like loosened mine on my Jazzmaster to switch out the pickups, and when I put them back up, they still felt good, which is crazy. I think. What, Aaron? What? I was going to say, I think Mike Adams is the one. Michael James Adams, who said he he has taken his off like three or four times to do stuff on his guitar, and he still has the same strings on. Which is, that's <laughs> crazy, right? That is uh, crazy. Because I put, still sound uh, good. like if I, if I have to, like on the little stinker, the truss rod adjustment is at the base of, like at the heel of the neck. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have to, you have to take it out take to get to it. Off. So I put, I put a capo on the first fret to hold the strings on, you know, and then mm -hmm. keep the strings on. Oh, nice. That's smart. I'm a pretty smart guy. So I got this smart I got guy. this Palmer amp. Oh yeah, tell us about that. And uh, today's the amp day. It's like a DI. Today's like the non-amp day. It's like the amp replacement day. Yeah, yeah, amp replacement day. There you go. It's uh, it's a it's, it's it's Nard. The new amp replacement national, day. National amp replacement day. Happy Nard, guys. Happy Nard. New amp replacement day. Nard. Yeah, happy Nard. And also to you, Cole. Happy Nard. Merry <laughs> Merry Nard and, uh, to you. And also to you. And also to you. <laughs> so yes, Merry Nards, missed. Um. So it has it has a direct through, so you can just go into your amp and it just bypasses it. And then it has an XLR out, um, and it has amp models in it. And I don't know what... There's American, British, and Vintage, and the Vintage one is the one that I like the most, and I think it's meant to model like a Vintage Fender. And mm -hmm. then the British one is probably like a... Maybe Marshall or maybe Vox, I don't know. Um but they both break up the the American and the vintage one or the American and the British one both break up pretty early. Do they get pretty gnarly? For. They can. Yeah. So there's like a gain in a volume. And I think a lot of people like to use this to emulate amp gain. Uh -huh. um, but that's not what I was using it for. Sure. Um, but then it also has a headphone out on it, which is nice. So I, in my room, I keep my pedal board up on uh, on this little chest of drawers. Mm -hmm. And so it's really convenient for that because I can just plug in the headphones and play at night. And then it has an aux input. I guess you'd use if you wanted to like jam along with a song or something like that. Yeah, um, I've seen that. A lot of stuff has that now, but I've never actually used that. But it seems like... Well, I have done it like through Logic and stuff, but it's kind yeah, of fun. I could so see that it. seems like a useful, useful thing to have. You know? Um, Except you can't do your phone because there's no headphone jacks anymore. I know. Not anymore. You have a little dongle. You use your dongle. That's true. If you use a rage always There will always be dongles. ABD. So <laughs> I really liked it, though. I took it to my last practice. Dongle chasing waterfalls. 
Um, it, uh, yeah, it worked well. I, I was just plugged, I plugged it into our little, we just had a single straight you know, to the powered, PA powered speaker. Yeah. That we were using, uh, cause nice. we were just jamming and, uh, yeah, it sounded really good and it's, and it was nice to have kind of control over it and also to not have to bring an amp. That was the main. Yeah. And it didn't benefit. feel digital. It didn't because it's not did it digital. Feel different? It's, it's it's, it's analog. What? It's all analog. Oh, is it? But did it feel different to you than playing through an analog? Because I know yeah. it's like, it is different, obviously. Yes. But... It was a little more compressed. I talk about compression a lot. Um, and I hope, uh, is it Sorry. clear what I'm talking about? Like, it, it takes, you know, if, yeah, if, yeah. if the incoming signal is louder, it will compress it and make it more, yep. it'll normalize it. Yep. But I'm comparing it to deluxe reverbs, which are right don't do that at all have like much. very little compression compare even just compared to other tube amps and stuff so yeah, it's, yeah. So it's not a totally fair comparison but it it sounded good with like the half horse and the harbinger and mm. um and uh the ms3 hashtag ms3 life for life ms3 family um <laughs> and yeah i liked it 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 would i had it cranked up really high on the pedal and so sometimes if I would play really loud, like even with no distortion, I could hear it clipping. Was it like, like clipping, clipping the, PA? the actual? I don't know if it was clipping the PA or the pedal, but I think I probably just need to work on the gain gain structure a little bit and set yeah. you know, turn turn the pedal down a little bit and turn the input on the PA up a little bit or something like mm. that. But um but no, I was really pleased with it honestly i was surprised at it cool. uh, you know i i was kind of just doing this to test it out but yeah i was really happy with it. It, it i i didn't really notice that i didn't have an amp and what is it called unless i was really thinking about it it's called a palmer pocket palmer. Amp. okay and i think you can't there aren't a ton of places that sell them here i think they're made in europe somewhere they're more common like over german there or something yes i think it is german um i have the mark ii which they apparently they made quite a few improvements on it. I think for one, they put like a real foot switch on it. The old one, it's it's not the type of thing that you're going to be switching on and off. Um, but the old one just had like a dinky little foot switch that would break easily, apparently. But yeah, it was like I got it for like a hundred bucks. They're like a hundred and thirty bucks new. Oh, that's not bad. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, but it's a cool. So I just have it on my board permanently now, and I've been using it a ton. Yeah, it seems like that would be cool just to have even just for the headphone out. Right. Yeah, it, it was weird because I was looking at other yeah, options. Home. There's like, like Sansamp was the first one that came to mind, but mm. that I could see, they didn't make a great option for guitar just as a, just as a DI. Like they've kind of gone into yeah, these stuff is... and everything. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, and and yeah, kind of there was the, it was either it didn't do all the things I wanted it to, or it did more than I wanted it to, type of thing. And this seemed like mm. it was exactly what I wanted. Um, the footprint's good. A lot of the Sansamp stuff is really big. Um, so yeah, this one is about the size. It's it's square, like the footprint of it is square, but it's like it's a little bit wider than a Boss pedal, but shorter, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not a bad size at all. That's pretty small. Yeah, it's not bad. I, it's, I've posted uh, pictures of my board, and and it's on there. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Would you? The fact that it has an a quarter inch out, could you like use it 
Is it, you know how like a lot of these headphones amp, amps, they go, do not put it into an amp. No, you can right? use There's... this. So like, that's what, like, that's what the foot switch is for. You can like disengage the whole thing and then it just bypasses through the quarter inch. Um, that's, or you, or you can engage it. I haven't, tried, I haven't tried plugging but it can... into an amp when it's engaged because it'd be nice to use like a little amp as a stage monitor and then run the XLR. So I haven't tried that. I don't know exactly how that would work, but it, it might. Just I, for the I, preamp. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like it would be enough to damage an amp because it's like. No, I, mean, it's I think not, it's not like pushing a ton of wattage or anything. I think it's more that you don't never want to plug the output of your amp into a pedal or something like that. I right. can't imagine a pedal damaging the input of an amp, but maybe it could. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it could if it's the, like the um. Because this isn't an actual. This isn't an amp. This isn't like that little. Uh, did Electroharmonics make a little amp that's built into a pedal? They have a couple. Yeah, the forty-four. Magnum yeah, yeah. Something. So this isn't this isn't an amp. It's just a DI pedal. So it's Quilter just. Quilter has one. Oh yeah, that's right. They have like a little fifty watt or something. Yeah. What? Well, and um, who's the? Um, what's the hipster pedal? Um, the old blood, blood one. Yeah. So that doesn't even have an output. Like the only output I think is no, it does. It does. I think so. I'm looking at one now. It looks like it's quarter inch out. Like it doesn't have a through or whatever. Right. It doesn't. And and I remember. No, it has. It has two outputs. Okay. What am I? What am I thinking then? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm. Maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. The new neighbor one, maybe. The Maybe new neighbor one is weird. What what else is new? <laughs> um, I feel like they're not very clear with their marketing strategy. What do you think about that, Phil? I that is absolutely how I feel about them. <laughs> I feel like that may be true, but that it's still not that hard to figure out. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I kid. Uh, but no, I really I really like it. It does it. No, the it new does neighbor one has double outs too. My only complaint about it. And this is a very minor complaint is that the the input jack is on the bottom and then yeah. all of the outputs are on the, all the outputs are on the top which is perfect except the power is also on the top so if you yeah. wanted to push it if you wanted to push it right to the edge of your board which i know this is like a nitpicky thing you'd you'd have the power connector hanging off the edge that's always plugged it, in so i wish they had put the input and the power on, on the, the bottom side and then yes Everything else that you just plug in, yeah, that is you know, once you set up, it, it's a minor thing, but it's yeah, it's it's a it's a slight annoyance because because by the like by its very nature, it's going to be at the end of your pedal chain, and so it's probably going to be at the edge of your board, you know. Right. Does it also have a battery? I think. Can so. you also do a battery? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm wondering if you could like literally put it in your backpack. It does have a battery on the bottom, doesn't it? Battery probably. compartment. I was looking I at it. So Phil, I think I know what you're talking about. So the old blood noise headphone amp, it has a like a disclaimer. It says not to be used as a normal amplifier pushing cabinets. But I think that okay. I don't think that means not to put it in front of an amp. I think that just means that it's not powerful enough to push a speaker cab. Oh, okay. Like, so it, I was it is confused. Amp, it's just a D yeah. Yeah. And it's not that it's gonna hurt anything, it's just that you won't it's get not, anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks yes. like there is a there is a battery compartment on the bottom of it. So yeah, this could be a cool this could be like a nifty tool to just keep in your gig bag, you know? Yeah. Like um, if you were, and if, if, and if you all wanted, you needed, if all you needed was some distortion, it actually, so 
so it has two different modes. So you can go like a straight, like the XLR output is always live. It's just that if it's not engaged, it's mm. it's just not doing any amp modeling or anything. It's just it's just like a completely dry signal running through. And then when you engage yeah, it, that's it, interesting. it engages the amp shaping and, and the tone shaping and everything. So, um, and again, it's all analog, but it, but it is like a, you know, it's, it's modeling in the sense that it's trying to mimic the behavior of an amp, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I got that, um, that, what's it called? The L, the P2 L amp legend amps pedal from AMT. And it's like a PV5150, but that is kind of similar like if you when you're on when it's on it's always on so like all you do is engage the amp modeling part preamp speak when you're running through it oh, like okay. regardless it has the like the cab sim um hmm. which is kind of cool when you're recording when i was using it when i between when i was between amps and i was running through that little fender front man <laughs> and like adding the cab sem to it, even just playing through it dry made such a difference. Like it made it sound so much better. Yeah. That's, that's how even just like those newer orange, like there's a lot of kind of the newer generation of analog solid state amps. Uh, a lot of them will have built in cab sims and yeah, it makes a huge difference. Hmm. And it, it seems like it wouldn't, it seems like it would be kind of subtle, but yeah. I think that's another big benefit of, of like the Kemper and and Helix is you can model playing through different cabs too. I think you can do even like different amps. I mean, not amps, but speakers, not speakers. Oh my god, microphones. Exactly, you can, you can do different yeah, microphone positions. Yeah, yeah, even. Yeah, it's crazy how detailed you can get in some of those. I wonder how cool. much difference it actually makes in a lot of cases, but. Have you? You should go watch that. Uh, there's a video that. Uh, why did I just blank that pedal show? That they did a video, and I know we're talking about different mics versus different mic position, but they did a video about mic position, um, mm -hmm. and it's really, it's a really good video. Um, I think they I've have, seen that. They have this mic on a little like, <laughs> on like a little car, you know, and then they move it on wheels and they move it across the front of the cab. Oh, that's funny. And yeah, it makes it. It makes a huge difference where you place the mic. Yeah. Like no, I I know that does. I, w I wonder like how much difference the the modeling part of it. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think yeah. It it probably makes a pretty minimal difference. Yeah. Um. The, another good video that I just saw recently is the one that um what's that dude Nick Reinhardt did with Keeley. Have you seen that talking about compressors? No. And Robert Keeley like spends like half an hour walking him through how to use the com the compressor on guitar and like the two different versions it's wow. so cool i learned so much it's so good because he goes through yeah, like, it's like his original one is like the compressor sustainer and then the pro is like a compressor limiter and he talks about the differences between them and like how to use them and it's cool that was like the same feeling when i was when we went and saw rick matthews and like he mm. he understands how to get the desired yeah. results out of his pedals better than anyone you know that's really cool um yeah i like i like stuff like that especially because keely like who who out there knows more about compressors than him you know 
Right. And he acts like, well, I don't really know. I just do what sounds good, but come on. Yeah, exactly. It's the same way with Brian. <laughs> like whenever Brian Wampler gets into like the nitty gritty stuff on mm-hmm. uh, Chasing Tone, uh-huh. um, you can tell he's like a genius, you know, even though he's very unassuming. Right. right. He's just so totally natural to them. Of, he's self-deprecating or whatever. But yeah, it's just like he knows exactly what he's talking about. So that's what I did. It's like, yeah, you I, do what sounds good, but you what sounds good. Like, and you know how you got there. Like, what will sound good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, you You're know what you did. Twisting you now. It's it not well. like me playing Street Fighter or something, just mashing buttons. Yeah, it's more like me playing Street Fighter. Yeah. Alone. Boom. <laughs> Alone. In your underwear. <laughs> so, guys... <laughs> I have this yellow base that's pretty ugly, but <laughs> it's less it's less ugly now because I put a full size pit guard on it. Dude, I think you posted that in the group already, right? A couple yes. weeks ago. And speaking of yellow guitars, but I was going to talk. Did about you guys it, see that picture I sent you? The new Fender offsets they have the new fetuses? colors. Oh no, yeah, that the, thing looks so. Crazy. There's the Duo Sonic and the yellow. It's called Diamond Canary. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool! It's like a light. It's like a light see it, yellow, though. Is I that the one you're it. talking about? That's like pastel yellow. It's like a, yep. It's like a pastel yellow, but it's like sparkly. Yeah, it's I like a it. pearl. It was like, like a pearl. It was like yeah. two and a half weeks ago. Is when I saw it when you showed it to me. Yeah, a couple weeks ago when I showed <laughs> it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's so cool. I love it so much. I... Also, it turns out. They're making them with Palfaro now instead of Rosewood. Oh, interesting. Hmm. There's also a shell pink Mustang that they came out with. Ooh. Uh-oh. A shell pink Mustang, a Sonic Blue, Duo Sonic, and an orange Mustang base. What orange? The same one that they had on that the Capri orange or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a Mustang base? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Mustang salad. It's really flipping cool. So one thing I was going to say about my bass, I, it was never, I rest my, my bass. I rest my finger on the pickup while I play. My My bass. (laughs) I, when I played, when I play my, I have a Squire jazz bass. When I play that, I rest my thumb on the, on the neck pickup. Mm -hmm. But it was never comfortable on on that base, and I think part of it is because there was no pit guard. The the pickup just sits a lot taller, you know. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And so it it actually has made just in the amount that I've played it so far, it has made an actual difference in how it plays too. Which I I assumed it would just oh, be wow. an aesthetic thing, but yeah, it's it it feels better to play now too. That's crazy. So that's nice. Mm. It's crazy. So that's, that's very nice. This is this episode's all about me. Oh, and I got the Canalia. I won. I won the Canalia in the uh, boutique builders for Harvey. That's not the actual name, but um, boutique builders United. The boutique raffle. builders United for for Harvey, for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> no. Pray for Harvey. Hashtag pray for Harvey. But in both cases, Harvey was the aggressor. Like people weren't, right. you know, 
the 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 benefit was for victims of Harvey, you know. Even though we true. say pray for Harvey, we don't mean we don't well nobody says give, that. I just said that, but nobody else says that. We don't mean give praise to pray for either victims, the hurricane. Pray for victims of Harvey. Yes. Yes, in both so, circumstances. I really like many victims. That pedal. So I played I played it for like an hour the other day. The Canalia, the Lollygagger. And it's we've talked about it before. So Aaron had one um, that that he had sent us just to try out. Um, but I really like it. It's there's no tone control on it. It's it has a single clean boost, um, and then it just has like a pre and post gain, which is essentially like a gain in volume, you know, like you'd have on an amp. So it's a little bit like an uh, an amp in a box, I guess. But it's just yeah. I I don't know what what pedal I would compare it to sound wise. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I was thinking that. I don't really know. I mean, it seems like it's a pretty flat, like it sounded really good. And and uh, Sean was telling me that it sounds best through, again, not to keep harping on compression, but he said it sounds best through amps that don't have a lot of front-end compression. Mm. Which So it sounded really good through the through the deluxe reverb. I'm, I'm thinking I might do a video because I also have a, an AC-15, which is yeah. kind of middle of the road, and then a Marshall DSL-40, which has... A decent amount of front end compression. I should put um, together those clips that I made. I made some clips of playing it through some different amp sims on the Helix Native. Mm, cool. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, totally. That'd be cool to hear. Um, but yeah, I really liked it, and I just uh, it it's simple as far as like you don't have to dial. You know, there's not much to dial in. But I was just getting really good sounds out of it. So now I just got to make room on my board for it if I want to use it because it is pretty big. Yeah, if you want to use it, you got to take three or four pedals off of your board. <laughs> yeah. The footprint itself, the the biggest like the biggest dimension is the height, you know, that's the biggest sort of outlier, I guess, oh. but the height doesn't affect your uh your footprint, I guess, your board layout, but it is it is also rel- it is also fairly big like, you know, footprint wise. Like it's bigger than a Pelotar. It looks like it would be about the size of a Pelotar before you put and then you added the wood onto it, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger. It's probably the, about the same size inside, but it's like thicker, so uh, it ends up being a bigger footprint. That drives me Have crazy. Have you guys ever thought about this? Why do they? I mean, I know why they do it, but amp in a box, right? They say amp in a box, mm-hmm. but very few amps are not in boxes. Yeah, but they're taking. They're saying we've taken an amp and we put it in a box. I know, but amps are already in a box, generally. Okay, so are you saying that it should be, if anything, it should be called amp in a smaller box? No, it should just be called like a. But they're not really amps either. No. It should be. It should be called, called amp pedal, pedal pedal in an amp. Amps right. box. Sound of an amp in a box. Amp in a amp, pedal. Amp sound. Amp sound in a pedal box. Amp box. sound in a stomp box. Mm-hmm. Pedal box. Yeah, there yes. it is. That's what it should be called. Amp in a stomp box simulator. Amp, amp, amp simulator sound, in a amp sound stomp sound box. In a stomp box. Amps analog amp sam analog amp sim in a stomp box. Yeah, that has a great ring to it, and that's what they should call it. Analog modeling. Analog amp model. In a stomp box. In a small enclosure. 
relatively small. small. I like that. Relative in a to relatively small enclosure. Relative to an amplifier. Not necessarily right. relative to the components necessary. Yeah. Not relative to like a MUA, a MUA pedal. Right. Not relative to an ant. Relative to ant in a box. Sally. Ant in a box. Ant in a box. Now that's something I would buy. <laughs> amp, amp in an Imagine amp? if you had like a box, like a really th a box that one dimension was really thin. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, it's like two windows close together, basically. And then you put and sand you put in like, it. No, no, you put dirt in it. <laughs> oh, dirt, of course, sand. So that would be kind of a good prank, though, because the sand would just keep falling down. <laughs> <laughs> Drown the ant. That ant. <laughs> so not nice. It's like that's how like uh, Charles Manson started by making right. ant farms out of sand. And then you sit there and laugh <laughs> as they slowly die. Like that's yeah, exactly. that's the joke. That's the fun part. They dig a hole and then they get buried alive. Yeah, it's their own stupid fault. I was. I'm. They were asking for it. The man in a box. We're gonna do we're gonna do Rooster, one of our cover songs. Speaking of Alice in Chains. We sure are. Mm. We as a podcast <laughs> are going to do that. Allison Allison. To join the group. <laughs> Why Guys, that just pop in? You want to keep getting content like this. <laughs> Um, anything else new? I've I've had some new pedals recently. Um, I was able to, so I took the party animal off my board the other day. Phil, are you still alive? Yeah, I am. For about forty eight hours, and then I put it back on, and I played it at practice the other day, and it was so fun. It sounds so good. Say that again. The animal live, boom. I actually used it at band practice the other day, and it was good. And you liked it. I loved it. Yeah, I and everyone else. Liked I can't. It. Like, I really don't want to go down the road. I have a, I have a PT one, like the older, the older mm, pedal train, uh, the one that they sell at Guitar Center. Yes. Um, and only. Was it? Well, the silver ones were Guitar Center exclusive. I think they sold the PT ones outside of Guitar Center. The black ones. No. Oh, did um, they? There was yeah. one. That then they had like the case, but it was like a, like a case, but it wasn't like a TA case. That I don't think this is that one. But but anyway, carry on. Um, yeah, I keep like there's too many pedals that I want to put on here, but I really don't want to go to a bigger board. Like mm -hmm. I was certain that I was like gonna stay with that Metro 16, and then I moved to Metro 24, and now I have this, and soon I'm gonna have like some freaking. Pedal Train Terra or whatever that insane one is. The PT Pro. Yeah. Or now it's not called. It's called the Terra something. Terra 48 or something. Yeah. It's massive. I might get a Novo though because part of my like the Which MS3 one, the two? Ha hashtag MS3 um, well the Novo has it's like either Novo 18, 20 or 24. Um, okay. Or, Maybe it's just eighteen and twenty-four and thirty-two. Maybe that's what it is. the The rails, so. the rails aren't ideal on the old pedal train boards for the MS3 because you have to like all of my plugs on the top are right angle and they go down, so they have to, you know, there has to be an opening there. But in order for it to be there, there's like two inches 
or like oh, yeah. yeah, two inches of wasted space at the bottom of the board where you know you just can't really have anything because that's where the foot switches are on the MS3, so you can't really put another pedal there or anything. Um, so yeah, I've well, yeah, I think the newer so the have an extra. What's that? The new the Novos have an extra rail compared to the classics. Yeah, and they have well, and the rail spacing is different, so it would buy me a little bit there. Um, but I might even just look at what other pedal board options are out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like this what board should be like, big enough, like for what I need to do. But but then I have too I many mean, pedals. You, that you I like. need something with like slat slats in it or slots in it, right? You don't want to run everything on top. No, it'd be a pain but, on, with the MS3 because you'd have to have all these right angle yeah. plugs going up, or you'd have to have straight plugs on it, which I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I could run all the cables up. I could get, yeah, I, I could try that. It wouldn't if necessarily did, buy me enough space to put a whole other row of pedals or something, though. Yeah. If That's another difference. Cables, the Novo, you could do the Novo boards are deeper, small. too. So this is only 20, 12 inches deep, and the Novo boards are like 14 and a half inches deep or something. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about I was thinking about getting the Novo 18 which is similar to like the Junior because I yeah, like it looks like a square so deep. Yeah, I like the width of mine, the 20 inches, but I would want like another couple inches up top. Like if it yeah. was 20 by 12 instead of 20 by 8 or whatever, it would be perfect cuz then I could put like a full row of pedals on the top. Yeah. Yeah, so the Novo the Novo 18 would be good for for that. And then you could put a power supply underneath too, which you can with the Metro, but there aren't too many options out there. Well, yeah, but I just discovered that new one, which I don't know if it's out yet, but because I is don't it one see spot it in that stores. makes it. Yeah, the One Spot Pro CS6, which is like a, it's only like an inch, a little over an inch thick, um, but it's like full isolating and it has six outputs instead of seven, like the CS7. Yeah, um, I think that's the cheapest one that I've seen that would fit. How much it. is it? It was one twenty nine, I think. I think that's how much the DC five is, isn't it? Or no, maybe the DC five is like one fifty or like one forty nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I and really the liked, only other one I, I really know of is the, the pedal train five. one. It's one fifty nine new. The Volto. Mm-hmm. No, the no, just, the DC five. No, but the pedal train pedal train one you're saying the pedal train a... spark they just came out with, but it's two hundred bucks and it only has oh, five right. outputs. Yeah. Exactly. So like yeah. I don't know how the True Tone ones are so affordable, but like even their bigger ones, like the twelve one is only like one seventy nine. Well, I think well that's like the Chalks one is not it has like an actual toroid toroidal transformer in it. So it's not just like filtering, because a lot of them just have like filtered outputs and they're not actually transformer isolated. Yeah. Um, which is how the the little I'm Chalks pretty sure six the Chox Atom doesn't have the same kind of transformer, and so it is more okay. uh, prone to noise. But the DC5 and everything above that does. Um, so maybe it's a maybe it's an issue of how they're how they're actually isolating the outputs. But in most cases, like I don't know, a lot of people buy. Like in my mind, you should try to address a problem if it arises. Maybe, like a lot of people's rigs wouldn't necessarily be prone to noise. But then they people still insist on having like the absolute most isolated power supply they can get, you know. Hmm. Are you people still there? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's Aaron dead. But yeah, I think, I don't know, a lot of rigs you can get away with not having like true transformer isolated outputs. And heck, some rigs you could get away with just using a daisy chain and you probably wouldn't have any noise. My my board is two daisy chains. My board. So how do you physically, do you just run like the actual one spot to the nearest plug when you go play somewhere? No, it's more ghetto than that. So under my board, I... Uh, oh, you have like a power strip, right? Nope, more ghetto than that. <laughs> I took... <laughs> I took two extension cords and I snipped off the, uh, I, I kind of cut it and shortened it so I could plug two, uh, one, one is a one spot and the other one is, um, or no, it's not a one spot. It's the, um, oh geez. It's Whatever one of those one cheap. Is. Just a little wall wart. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the cheaper ones that have the, the separate plugs, but it's essentially, it's still daisy chained, like in in a technical sense. You know what I mean? Oh, like a DC brick or something like that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I've got one of those, the cheaper ones, and then one of those. Um, I think it's called godlike power. So it's supposed it it has more um, more holiness. Right. Um, it it has more something than a typical God's uh, <laughs> one spot. Um, it's like um, more current, probably Milla, whatever's um, that's current. Anyway. So I have a uh, two extension cords that I sh chopped down and wired together. And so the two, the two wall warts are under my board plugged into this, um, you know, fabricated, shortened extension cord and then on the outside of the board I can plug an extension cord into another jack so it's just one extension cord running out yeah. of the top of my board this sounds um, like a house fire waiting to happen I, I it, it's all, all the do dill is is there for you know you soldering and yeah for soldering and, and uh, heat shrinking and all that stuff so, um, I guess I shouldn't joke about house fires given where you live. <laughs> I guess those are south of you, but still, that's insane. All the fires actually, are they're not really south of me, they're it's, it's sort west. of west of me, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, so that that's how I've powered my board. So, uh, the, the underside of my board looks disgusting and and gross, yep. more, more so than most. Because it's not just messy wires; it's messy wires uh, zip tied down to multiple wall warts and extension cords yeah. that have been shortened and wired and stuff. So that's one thing I can't handle is I always like clean up the underside of my board. I, I always I use those little tabs, like you, the little stick-on tabs that then you can the run things. Cable, yeah, you can run cable ties through. Those are great. I bought some package of like a hundred of them on Amazon, you know, maybe I should get some of those. Oh, you know what I else I bought on Amazon? A hundred, a hundred pick guard screws. Well, actually 200. Well, I thought you were going to say baby fetus. <laughs> I bought a hundred baby fetuses and they came with, they included some pick guard screws. Um, <laughs> I, so, so I had to Beard? put, 
I put this this full size pit guard on my base, you know, and I was looking at pit guard screws, and you can buy them like from Fender, and you get you know fifteen of them or something. But then for thirty dollars, this was a package of a hundred of them for six dollars. So I was like, oh, what the heck? Probably yeah. half of them will be crappy or like you know they won't be. They'll have like burrs on them or something like that. Um, literally, so I'm up in my bedroom last night. I I had drilled the holes for the pit guard and everything, and then. I open the bag. Literally the first thing I do is drop this little bag of a hundred pit guard screws on the ground and they spray everywhere all over the carpet. Oh. <laughs> so I, was, I spent like five or 10 minutes just like running my hand over the carpet, trying to find all these stupid screws. Oh, I felt like such an idiot. Did you count them and see how many that you had? <laughs> no. And then I'm going to like send an angry email. I paid for a hundred and you gave me 96. Some of them may still be in the carpet. And now I'm debating. Yeah. I might I might try putting black pickguard screws on it because it's a tortoise shell pickguard. Mm, mm-hmm. I think it maybe would look cool with black ones. Mm-hmm. All right, let's end this episode. Okay, so let's all start laughing. And then go, oh, anyway. <laughs> Guys, I'm back. I think it's, I think it's oh, oh, yes. That was anyway. a good one. Times. They're Guys, we have fun. Black. We, we have, <laughs> have fun. We have so much fun. Um, well, I want to thank our sponsors, Sinusoid and the Gabriel Turner so Stream Company. I want to thank our sponsors too. I want to thank them and I want to spank them. <laughs> Um, I also, them, I also would like to say, and thank them, guys. Don't forget to join the Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/thegearslum. For two dollars, you can be a dumpster diver. For five dollars a month, street crew member. For ten dollars a guys, month, you can join the upper crust. You guys, Patreon is a great company. That's why they're supporting us. Um, <laughs> Check out. Yeah, we're now sponsored by <laughs> Patreon. Thank you very much. <laughs> use, use coupon code uh, SlumminHard. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid, free Patreon. The Gabriel Tenero Shrink Company. This episode is brought to you by episode. Sinusoid. Viewers like and viewers like you. <laughs> viewers like about nine of you at this point. Right. Um, nine hopefully of hopefully you. more of you. <laughs> hopefully about hopefully when you listen out. to this, it'll be more. <laughs> In like a day. Alright. Thanks for friendship, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for friendship, friendship homies. And see.